Thank you for listening to Cool Beans Podcast. This is our disclaimer saying most of the jokes uh, and words and anything we're saying is used for satirical or funny purposes. If you just so happen to be offended, you can find another podcast. Um, please do not be and take everything in stride and everything with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening. Now to the show. Spoiler alert! This podcast is talking about the Suicide Squad. So if you haven't seen it in theaters or on HBO Max yet, please watch it or skip this podcast. Unless you just want to be spoiled, then listen. The Cool Beans Podcast with the coolest host around. Welcome to the Cool Beans Podcast. Uh, today, uh, my producer isn't here. Oh, Ace is the producer now, by the way, James. My uh, new my wow. guest host, James, is here now. Yeah, Ace yeah, decided... being crazy. Yeah, he decided he doesn't he, want to be a, he's a co-host. He's actually going on strike. Yeah, he decided he didn't want to be a co-host anymore, so he became a producer. Yeah, no, he's going on strike. He's uh, what he's doing, and I kind of understand it. He's kind of going. He doesn't want to talk about DC films until the Snyderverse is is uh, restored. So yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to talk about the Suicide Squad. So he decided just to have me and James do it. So if you really want to hear Ace on these topics again, uh, we gotta we gotta band together and get that Snyder Snyderverse restore the out. Snyderverse. Uh, yes, but, before, but James, before we start, I'd like to tell you and our podcast audience, just a few hours ago, I tweeted out something about the Chance the Rapper movie, and then Chance the Rapper followed me on Twitter. Uh, what do you mean? Like, he followed me on Twitter. Like, he follows my tweet tweet page now. Followed your tweet page? Yeah, he followed my Twitter. Nice. Yep, that's pretty neat. That was really neat. Uh, I was excited. It excited me a lot because I've been a big fan of Chance the Rapper since 2014, and well, I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see his movie tonight. Anyways, now back to the real conversation. Why we're actually here? The Suicide Squad. What did oh, you think? Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic film. I I think I, James I, Gunn did a really good job directing it. I think it was his best film yet. Did did he did he movie. write it as well? Like, was he a uh, co-writer? Yeah. That's what he I thought. He was a writer, director. Because it had his stank all over it. I was like, oh, this is definitely a James Gunn film. Uh, I, I agree. It did have his stank on it. Um, so I, I, I think it was a lot better than Guardians, any of the Guardians movies I've ever seen. So. I, I really I really like the Guardians movies, and uh, I, I do agree. I think this was better than the Guardian films. I, for one, I, I believe it's just a little bit more violent. It's a little. Oh well, more, it was rated. Uh, it was rated R, so of course it was violent. <laughs> well, they, hu- they, hung they hung dong in this movie. They hung dong in this movie. I did a lot of crazy sh- uh, shit in this movie. So I've watched this movie twice so far. I watched it when it first came out, the day after it came out, and then I watched it yesterday before this podcast and took some notes. How many times have you watched it so far? I've watched it the day it came out, and I am glimpsing it as we speak. Uh, okay, cool. So we both have about not, like two watches under our belt, then. Just about, yeah. Um, there's some things that I uh, I I know I I wanted to rewatch because there was some areas that not necessarily that I missed that I just really wanted to rewatch again because it was super interesting. Oh, uh, this this was a great movie. It was a it was a great. Uh, amalgam of things and um, I'm, I'm very happy it, it finally got out there and it was I, made 
I love how the like, trailer faked the us out, though, to make it seem like there was going to be so many members in this movie. And then in the first half of the movie, or the first, like, few minutes of the movie, they kill half the team. Kill like, half the advertised team. Like, I thought we were going to get Michael Rooker, like, the entire fucking film. <laughs> right? I was I was kind of not looking forward to that honestly. I'm as much as I like Michael Rooker, I uh I, I so I, Michael Rooker played Savant, right? Yeah, he played Savant. Yeah, I put that I put that in my notes. I I enjoy Michael Rooker, but like uh, I I still see him as uh that dude in The Walking Dead. That's that's all, that's all I ever have seen since I've seen him in any movie since The Walking Dead. Oh, he was in Walking Dead too? Yeah, he was um uh, Daryl's brother. Oh, oh really? Oh, I didn't know that. He played uh, what I know him from is Guardians of the Galaxy. He played Yondu. I had to look that up. I looked it up yesterday. I was like, is that Yondu? Because I was listening to his voice again. I was like, that guy sounds really familiar. And I was like, oh shit, that's Yondu. Yeah, that's Yondu. He's a great actor. I'm not gonna he, lie. I, I wish he was in the movie longer, but he just pussies out. Like he's, he sees everyone start dying, and then he starts swimming away. <laughs> then, then we get that awesome title sequence with his blood. I love the way they do the the title cards in this movie. Oh, like, that was great. I the, ti- the, hell the title it. transitions and stuff. I right. think it's really cool. Hey, I think it was hey. a great way to start the film. Honestly, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm great. I'm very partial with how you start a film because I think that sets up the tone of the entire I, movie. I, I think opening with Johnny Cash's song uh, "Folsom Prison Blues" was a really good uh, way to introduce the Suicide Squad. I agree. It had a it had a, like an aesthetic to it. It's like uh, I'm a big Johnny Cash fan, so anytime I hear oh Johnny yeah Cash, Johnny I'm like, Cash, Dude, that's yeah. awesome. I love Johnny Cash, like, and that's I think that's why I like James Gunn films because he 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 gets the best licensed music for his movies. When he when he get when he gets the budget to get some licensed music, he uses it. Right. Cause that's like the best oh, part about Guardians of the Galaxy is all the music. I think the best part about um, James Gunn in this film was that he had no restrictions. They yeah, that that they definitely the DC did not give him any restrictions on this movie. They were like make the movie you want to make because this this did and not have any of the DC stank on it, like the DC executive stank. Right. There was no... Uh, that was the biggest problem with uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Is that um, it got too much DC uh, executive stink it got, on it? It got the Snyder Cut treatment, which is very unfortunate. And that and that's what uh, I think DC is starting to realize. Like, maybe we should just let our directors do what they want to do. I hope so. I mean, whenever they, they announce James Gunn to actually do a film... Um, I, w- I was surprised. I was surprised when they announced James Gunn. Yeah, there was so like controversy around him. I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to see another film, but since it wasn't actually proven that he actually did anything, he just made some terrible jokes. You know, yeah, he I just was, made some jokes was, in the past ten years ago or whatever. That's all it was. It was just a tweet. Uh, like, like I said, since uh, since I heard there was no actual evidence of him doing anything uh, disgusting, I was very happy to actually watch a movie of his again. You know, he's. He's, he's not a bad director. He he sees the things that he likes and he just shoots it and that and he made a Well, he used to didn't he used to do film. trauma films? He used to do what? Trauma films? I uh, I'm not sure what those are. Oh, you don't know tra- okay. Trauma is a uh it's this guy this guy uh this old guy he he's a film producer uh and he made a whole series of movies and they're based under the umbrella of trauma and they're all like horrible like B 
horror slash killer movies and stuff. I, I believe James Gunn did Ro- Romeo and Tromeo and Juli- Juliet was one of them. I think James Gunn. Did I've that actually one. never heard of it. Okay, well if you if you're if you like B movies, look up trauma films because uh, I used to watch a lot of trauma films because they're garbage films. <laughs> if you if you want to just laugh at movies and like play a drinking game or something, then watch a trauma right. film. What? Who was your favorite character in this film? Oh my we god! Oh, we all had one. King Shark. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed John Cena in this film. Oh, John Peacemaker! Oh my god, Peace! Okay, so I wrote this in my notes. Uh, after so after they kill half the team, they introduce uh, Bloodsport, who's the leader right. of the second team. And uh, I I love the trend when they when they introduce Bloodsport and uh, he's like we're on the beach. And then it cuts to him cleaning a toilet, and they have the title card on the toilet. I really love that, and he wipes it off. I really liked that it didn't it didn't take a long time to set everybody. Yeah, they uh, they they set everyone's backstory up like that, and uh, I I love how they. Elba was the main focus. I I love how they really focused on Idris Elba, and I liked how Idris Elba came out and said, "I don't want to be another Will Smith." He wanted his own character. So they kind of made the daughter father daughter relationship different in this movie. Instead of him being a loving father, he's a father that kind of doesn't like his daughter. I just don't think he was actually prepared to be a father, so he didn't yeah, want that's to be. that's definitely how it was. And I love when they introduce him to his daughter, and they just open up with "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," screaming at each other. Uh oh! I have something about the uh, opening scene too. Uh, Harley is wearing her Arkham uniform. Did you notice that? Is she wearing her Arkham uniform? Yeah, that's her uh, from the Arkham games. That's her uniform from Arkham games. <clears throat> I think uh, the only thing I noticed on the back on the back of her uh, jacket it said "Live uh, uh, something like uh, Live and Die Clown." Yeah, that's what it said. It said "Live and Die Clown." Uh, of course, it's a it's a very short reference for Joker. You know, the, yeah, it's the, like the kill remote. Joker. The stuff happened in the past. Yeah. They, they have subtle, subtle, subtle nuances about the original Suicide Squad film that are in here. Yeah. Like Captain have... like Captain Boomerang being in it and uh oh, and man, then he and so then upset. he dies right away. I was upset about that. <laughs> I, 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 I really liked I really liked I'm Captain Boomerang fan. in the first movie. I, I didn't like I the first movie, fan, but I, I liked I, Captain I really Boomerang. Yeah. I like and character. I'm glad that I, I don't like Pete Davidson, so I'm glad he died right away. And he, you didn't like I, Pete I don't like Pete Davidson though. I think I he's kind he's... of, I think he's kind of funny sometimes, but I just don't like to look at his face. But he betrays the team right away and then dies as soon as <laughs> he gets on the, quickly. yeah. And then Tarly just get goes off with a rocket launcher. TDK, the detachable kid. What a ridiculous name! Is that an actual DC villain? Uh, I'm not sure if TDK was actually real, but I know okay. just about everybody else was. What, what about Mon- Mongol? Ratcatcher too. Is Mongol related to uh, Mogul or whatever the guy's name is? The guy that was always saying super- is his yeah. daughter. Oh, really? Okay. And they yeah, killed her off like that? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I was a little disappointed in that too. But uh, you know, when you saw her, she she got pinned down by a fucking uh, helicopter, helicopter and burned alive. alive. <laughs> so that's, which, that's which in turn kills Captain Boomerang. Right, which again was another sad part for me. I I, I was a big fan of Captain Boomerang in the last film, 
I want then, to see more boomerang this film. And then Javelin does absolutely nothing. He doesn't even get to throw his Javelin before he gets shot down. Uh, I, I think they really wanted to focus on a couple main parts, and that was Idris Elba and Harley Quinn. Yeah, definitely. That, that was... I mean, honestly, if I were making a film and I had Idris Elba as one of my main cast, yeah, I would, I would focus on Idris Elba. Like in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, they focus on Idris Elba a lot in that movie, and he's, he's the villain, right actor. Oh my god, Idris! Have you seen The Wire? I have not. I know he's it's on. It's on. It's on HBO Max. He's like, a, he's a bad guy in The Wire. It's really good. Have I, you I have seen to. Luther? Uh, yes, I've watched the first season. I gotta finish it though. Oh man, finish it! It's a, it, it's one of my is it, favorite is it, shows. Is it is it still on Netflix? It's on uh, HBO Max. Oh, it's on HBO Max now. That's awesome. I'll have to watch it then. How many seasons? They have they have five now. Oh really? There's five. Last time I watched it was like four. Yeah, the um, fourth season had like what two episodes, and then they came back for a full like. Three oh, kind like kind like how season. Sherlock did. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I, I well, it is really, a BB. Really it is a BBC it. show, right? Right, correct. Yeah. Elder Elba, though, he's a fantastic actor. Like, any movie he's in is great. I agree. Uh, so, mm-hmm. with Team 2, we're introduced to what the mission is, is in Corto Maltese to go take right. down Project Starfish, Force which... Corto Maltese. Everything always... Yeah, everything happens in Corto Maltese. What's with Corto Maltese? It's like uh, America and, you know, Pakistan. Oh, what my one of my favorite things about Bloodsport's introduction, though, when Waller's introducing him to the team, is that he took down. He's in prison because he took down Superman with a Kryptonite bullet. Right. Hey, that, apparently, that, uh, James Gunn wanted to make a Suicide Squad versus Superman movie when he first uh, started it, but oh, uh, that would be it cool. Wasn't going to be a good. That's kind of like what they're doing with the Suicide Squad game. Uh, the uh, the uh, yeah the W I mean, W. The WB games, Honestly, or I, I see so many parallels to the to that to that game in this film. Just the, the I think they, they I, I feel like they work together somehow because they're like, oh, King Shark's gonna be in it. We got this guy. We got Harley mm-hmm. Quinn. There's gonna be Superman. Blah blah blah. So I, I do think that there was some sort of like communication between the two teams to be yeah, make a kind of coherent. The crazy thing about uh, all this whole film is uh, one of the, he's not necessarily a villain, he's kind of like the mastermind behind the plan is Peter Capaldi. Yes, the thinker? The thinker. Because he's kind of just a puppet to the Americans, really, when we find out later in the the movie. You and I have encountered Capaldi before, and anytime I see him now... He's a, he's a great actor. I love Capaldi. Fantastic. And, and Fantastic. I was thinking, when, as he was waving his hands around at the end of the movie when he was talking about Star of the Conqueror, he had his Doctor Who flair going. A little bit, yeah. He was uh, he was going like that, that little speech that he was doing it um, closer to the end. Uh, he had yeah. a little bit more Doctor in him than I, than I thought he would. You know, I thought he was going to play it 100% differently. It, 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 didn't, it didn't bother me. I, I enjoyed I, his character. In that I film. think it works because the doctor's so close in mind to the thinker, like the way that, that how big their brains are when you mm-hmm. think about it. So big brain people are usually like that because if you notice, most of the doctors have a big speech moment, so right. they all kind of lean towards that evil capacity. Mm-hmm. So it, it really worked for Capaldi that he played the doctor at one point for this role. I think. 
I think it helped him out a lot. And it, it, it really showed me a different I, range. Of I wish he was in the movie longer, though. I wish he had more of a stance in the film. I, I agree. I, I feel like he was kind of in and out. Because uh, he still, he's still main and important. I like how they made him though. There, he was a coward because when Star- he when he was confronted with Starro, how he started begging for his life and everything. And he's like, "I've changed." It kind of it kind of threw me for a loop because I'm not used to hearing Capaldi beg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, I'm used Capaldi's to him begging!" In and being the terror and being the the big the big guy to end it all. I really thought he was gonna stare down Starro and like control him or something, but he. Got smashed. He got, he got, he got like, uh, just like the Hulk does. He got smashed. So, how did you feel about all the dick jokes in this movie? <laughs> Honestly, it came from, it mostly came from John Cena, and I'm very happy with how his. Well, there was a, there was a lot, of, there was a lot of dick waving between Ildris Elba and John Cena's character. Right. And I'm also really happy about that because you don't really see Cena play the um, these characters on TV. You don't see him do. I mean, yeah, you might have seen it. Doesn't like he? Past nine. Yeah, I was about to say he does like wrestling, right? Yeah, he's a big time wrestler. Yeah, he he he, he, he did. Company. Would you say this was similar to how he was wrestling? How he played this character? No, because I've never I've never not. watched he's, his wrestling. I've never watched his wrestling career. Compared comparatively, uh, he is Deadpool. Oh, WWE. he 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 was uh he was in a uh, uh, this movie called um, the Parent Swap I think it was called and he played a similar character in that movie to this one as a dad. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what the movie's called. I'll look it up and I'll send you the movie. It was pretty funny because he played he played that really well because John Cena does play funny characters every now and then. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen many Cena movies. I have seen uh, plenty of Cena wrestling. Where uh, yeah. he he's super on he's super straight he's super kid friendly he's always smiling and I like I liked his performance in this. Shit. Oh, he was fantastic. He's like, he was, I'll, I'm gonna play I'm gonna find the clip and play it in here. But when they're talking about the bag of dicks and he's like on the beach, I'll eat a beach of dicks if it will bring freedom to us. Right. I, I, he he had a really good uh, character in this film, and I'm I'm very happy and, with how that was think, set up. One of the lines that really was telling for what type of character he was and how far he would go, when he says, I'll kill any men, women, and children to achieve peace. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't looking for justice. He was looking for peace. And Yeah. <clears throat> that's uh, that's pretty hard set. You know, he was not a character that's very, very likable, but for some odd reason, you still really like him. So we so we introduced Team One besides Weasel because Weasel didn't do anything except die. But if you watch the end credit scene, he's there at the end and he's running he's still, away. Yeah, he's still alive. He's running away to go kill twenty seven children again. Uh, but Team Two consists of Peacemaker, Bloodsport, King Shark, Ratcatcher Two, and Polka Dot Man. Which Ratcatcher Two was the only character in the film that James Gunn said he made up. That he what? That he made up. Oh, he made up Ratcatcher Two. Ratcatcher is an actual character, which was in, played in, by Taco Atiti. It was. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect Taco Atiti to be in this movie. Like he's in a lot of movies lately. Like he's in Free Guy. He's Korg in uh in the Marvel movies. He were he edit he he, he directed uh, Thor, uh, and I think he's directing Thor: Love and Thunder too. Unfortunately, uh, you don't like Taco Atiti. I don't like his directing. 
Uh, I did not. I, I really did, did not you, like Ragnarok. It was. You didn't like Ragnarok? It was everyone, very boring. That's like everyone's favorite Marvel movie. It is not. It's too funny to me. Whenever I feel like, uh, when whenever you're on the topic of Ragnarok, it's supposed to be the end all be all. That's supposed to be very harsh and hard hitting. And for Thor, it was like a walk in the park, and he was like smiling through most of the film and. I, I don't think uh, the gravity of the situation was actually taken very seriously. I felt like they were just like, oh, we're just lackadaisically going through this. It's another day in the office. <clears throat> and I, I don't. Well, I, I, I kind of think that's how it was because it was a Marvel movie. Because that's just how Marvel movies kind of are. But I'm I don't not, think you like. I don't think you're a Marvel fan, are you? Like you don't like the Marvel movie cinematic universe. I mean, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. They have some things in there that I really, really like. Like they, have, they of course, they have some scenes that I will enjoy. Like, uh, I really enjoyed um, some of the fight scenes in Thor Ragnarok, uh-huh. but yeah, overall... Yeah, like, like when, he, and... when, they, when he gets his thunder back, and he's... Right. And he's, yeah. And, so and they're playing the that, they're that, playing that song. Solo were really fucking great, were, were yeah. really good. I really enjoyed them, but I don't know. I'm, I'm more of the hard-hitting uh, fan of DC, where, uh, where things are actually happening. You see people fighting, and they're not nice to each other. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, okay. The only people who are bad in the Marvel movies are bad people. It seems like. Yeah. And not. Wait, everybody... which that's what I, that's what I like about the DC universe is it's a little more gray. Yeah. In Marvel, Marvel, in Marvel, when... it's clear cut. You know who the bad and good guys are. You're like, okay, I know who who to root for here. Harley Quinn. She does some terrible shit in this movie, but you still really like her. Oh my god! I I loved. Uh... So after they say after they wipe out an enti- after Team Two wipes out an entire village of rebels to save uh, Flag, and they find out he's not actually captured, uh, <laughs> was, and 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 the and I wrote this down. I'm like, so th- they kill all the rebels, but their leader still decides to help them. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Kind of messed up places, Corbin Maltese, where your whole village is wiped out, but you'll still help the people that wiped out your village. <laughs> yeah, these are the freedom fighters, and as soon as she said freedom fighters, I was like, oh shit. It, it, it got me. I had to be quiet too, but I was dying laughing. I, I was laughing, and, and, the, and then the rat was just waving and everything. It's like, hello. And Polka Dot Man's like, Polka Dot Man's like, I pictured them as my mother and I killed them all. <laughs> Hey, at least he decided to take blame. I I really like Ratcatcher too, by the way. I Cleo, I, I really liked her she's character. I think very uh, she's very pretty. The person they chose to play her and her character yeah, they, was very yeah. uh, very interesting. The fact that yeah. um, they went from Ratcatcher to Ratcatcher two was pretty interesting because like uh, I don't know if there was too much interesting about Ratcatcher, uh, but whenever I, they made it, I think. Woman, th- yeah, I think they made it interesting with her backstory being like her father was a drug addict and everything, and he took took from his drugs, got taken from his drugs habit, and uh, she moved to America and got captured there after she used the rats to uh, rob a bank or whatever. But she had the most nonviolent offense there, but she was still a part of the Suicide Squad, which is really yeah. crazy to me. But well, it just shows addiction. it just shows that Waller kind of <clears throat> knows how to pick a team. Besides the fact that Elder Elba's character was afraid of rats, because he didn't really, he didn't really talk about it. I thought that was hilarious, though, when he was like, when he reveals that, though, he's like, "I'm afraid of rats. I have a phobia of rats." 
I think the introduction of King Shark in this film was actually a, a lot better than uh, uh, than I thought it would be. I, th- I thought they were going to like capture him. Like oh, That's the one thing I didn't want to see in this film, is everybody getting captured. And then... Um, they they had to be forced to do a mission. Do, I was like, do you know who voiced King Shark? Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, when I looked that up, when I looked up who was the actors in this movie, I was like, Sylvester Stallone voiced King Shark. Oh my god, <laughs> that was one of the biggest uh, grabs for me. Is I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Stallone fan. I really like it. I'm a, I'm a Stallone movie. fan. Yeah, he writes Rocky. He does Rocky. He yeah, he, right. he wrote Creed. <laughs> I love Rocky. Really Rocky's run. Rocky's one of my favorite series. I watched uh, around Christmas series time. Of movies. Christmas Great time? Movie. Why Christmas? It's uh, it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it has like Christmas stuff in like the original. It yeah, in the Christmas. second one. In the second one. Was it the second one? I thought it was the first one. No, it's the second. I might, one. I might, I might just. Yeah, I think you're right. I haven't seen I, it I, in a minute. After, after rewatch the Rocky movie. Like I rewatch them every few years now. <clears throat> You know, fun because they're all they're uh, they're all on HBO Max. Fun fact: Rocky Horror Picture Show is the only movie not to have uh, <laughs> that has the title Rocky. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. It's very yep. it's very misleading. But um, I really liked how uh, they had King Shark in this film. Uh, Ace and yeah, I talked I... about it, and he said he felt like it was more like a Groot character, and I beg to differ. Groot was very uh, boring. Groot, Groot was just saying, just says Groot all the time. King Shark actually said some stuff. He actually said some shit, and he was actually, you know, part of the team. Where I feel like Groot I, was just and, there. And I liked when they were in the bar together, and it, you could see they cut to King Shark all by himself, looking like he's about to cry. Oh, I know that 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 made me sad. <laughs> that, that Everybody's did make in the bar, and he's chilling inside that <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> He's just chilling. He's. Not, I don't think he was crying. I thought he was just chilling. I guess I didn't hear that part that he was crying. But he was, it, it, if you, it, I watched it again, and I was looking at it, and it looks like he's crying because his head, his hands are in his head and everything, and he lo- it just looks like he's crying to me. It made me sad because I, I, I like King Shark. Shark. He was one of my favorite characters in this. I'm like, yeah, why, so, you got, why you gotta do King Shark oh, like that? So how do how do you feel about Flag in this movie compared to the original? Uh, I feel like Flag. Um, I mean, they they dropped uh, they dropped his character. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, he, he he was a different character in this movie. He's a completely different character in this film. Because um, he he was more of a hard, he was more of a hard, he was more of a hard ass in the last one. In this one, he's like I guess he the team grew on him because you know he goes to save Harley and everything. Mm-hmm. I I really liked Harley Quinn in this movie, especially how when she uh get how she gets captured and she gets the javelin. And she's talking to Javelin, and she's like, "What do I get? What do I use the Javelin for? Well, who do I give it to? What are you talking about? Why do I carry yeah, she, it?" The whole scene of her, I'm looking at that dude while he's dying. I didn't think she was gonna say anything, and then she's like, well, "Who do I give it to? What do I do? You can't just die on me now. You gotta tell me this information, dude." Uh, and and then she goes on the date with the president of Corto Maltese, and uh, they to me the movie kind of fell off for a minute in that in that. Oh that yeah, because that was the only scene I really didn't like. I mean, I, I like Harley Quinn. I like that, you know, they're kind of making her more of a likable character that way, but I didn't want to see her, like, in a situation like that. Like, we don't need to see her, you know... Get yeah, being surrounded by that, birds. And, and shit like that. Like, we don't need to see that. We need to see... I think... I mean, 
I think it was a good uh, segue to kind of talk about, you know, the joke a little bit. I like how she killed the president, though. Like, they came to destroy, they came to destroy uh, Jodenheim, and they end up killing the president of the country. Well, he was talking about how he was going to use the, um, uh, the power of Jotunheim to take over. And yeah, and kill children and stuff and families. And so and she's she like, was, if I ever watch out for red flags, I said I would murder the boyfriend. I'm like, what the fuck? You murder anyone that has red flags? Which is, uh... Which just, is, it, wasn't it makes sense because she was with the Joker, so... Right, that's why it, it, it made sense to me, you know, that she did that. But it was still, like... I don't know, the scene, I felt like it could have been shorter. That That's just my opinion. Yeah, it could have been shorter. Like, they could have cut down the date a little bit instead of ma- making it like that. But I think they wanted to focus on Harley Quinn a little more. Because I think that's, a that's like, a DC-level thing, is that they want to focus on Harley Quinn more for women empowerment and stuff like that. Because they made that show, Harley Quinn. It's a really good show. I really like it. I don't know if you've watched it yet, but it's kind of like I haven't watched it yet. I think it's and pretty good. they also good. Cha- changed Harley Quinn's character in this a bit. Yeah, they changed her a little bit. Like, uh, they, they make her seem more of a hero in this one. But they, they kind of did that in, um, in the Harley Quinn movie, too, didn't they? Kind of. They made her more likable. Yeah, they're making her more of an anti-hero now, uh, in the recent years. Especially, uh, did you ever read the Justice comic book line? Uh, the the Injustice comic book line? Yes. I have not. Asa has told me about it here and there. Uh, yeah, I finished the entirety of it. Like, uh, I borrowed Asa's account, and uh, he oh, nice. and I read the entirety of Injustice years one through five. One through five. You know, uh, they're making and, an uh, animated film. Yes, I was just about to bring that up, and they're basing it off the comic book. Well, it's, that's something they're doing, right? It's going to be a five part series. Oh, nice! I hope they're doing they're they're. They're doing each year. I hope they get through it all. I mean, I haven't seen the long Halloween yet, but uh, I, I want to see that. Tell. That looks that looks good. I I I disagree. It doesn't look that. Good. Oh, you, you don't you don't look you don't think it looks. Not good? only do I do not do I not like who they got to play Batman. Uh, I I don't like that. It doesn't seem like it's the comic book. It seems like it's just a an animated uh, film version of the comic book, which. If you're going to well, do an usually, animated film... Isn't that uh, usually how their animated films go? Like, Red Sun was an, an animated exact copy of the comic book. It was kind of its own interpretation. A little bit, but it wasn't... Um, the main part it had the, of... It had the, the best scenes. It had the best scenes from the comic book. Uh, I agree with that sentiment as well. Uh, I really like that scene with uh, where it was the... The Russian Batman. That's like yes, my and the part. and the and when Wonder Woman cuts his head off in the Red Sun Generator. Uh, that's that's uh, my that's one of my favorite parts. That's that's uh, my that's my that was my favorite scene in the Red Sun comic book when uh, yeah, Batman's same. got Superman down, and <laughs> and then Wonder Woman just slices his head off like. Shung! I I I still think that uh, you know they're hit or miss with me with the animated films. I really like their uh, live action films, but I'm just I'm hit or miss with their animated. Okay, I I, pers- I personally I like their animated films because everyone I've seen so far has been good. Like the Suicide Squad one was really good. Um, uh, I know there was one that I, I watched recently. Oh, it was um, the Justice League Dark um, film? Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. How Apocalypse is it? Apocalypse War or Dark? Yeah, War, like it's, it's like Darkest Side really, or whatever. Really good. 
I really enjoyed that one. That's kind of is be that is that is that on HBO Max? I think so. Yeah. But anyway, I, um, I, I was I was kind of disappointed with HBO Max because they released the uh, Under the Red Hood, uh, the uh, sequel movie to that, where you could choose your own adventure if you had the Blu-ray. But they don't have the choose your own adventure on the HBO version, so it's just a retelling of Under the Red Hood between Batman and Superman. It was it was a little lackluster. I felt like I they, wish uh, it I wish it would have had like what Netflix does with like Bender Snatch, where you can choose your own adventure. Right, that would have been that would have been interesting. Because I'm sure HBO Max could do that. I mean, Netflix can do it. I think it was a pretty interesting uh, course to go. It was. It wasn't my favorite. I agree. It was. It was still. A, it was still a decent movie. And uh, I, I think the uh, the Apocalypse War, or whatever it was called, the uh, the one with Constantine. Is re- is re- is re- yeah, really, that that one. I want to really see that one. Film. Dark War. I, I think. It was it called Dark War. Dark Side War or something like that. I, I yeah, think it was a really like good film. I recommend it highly. I can't recommend it. Uh, Apparently. Apparently, the uh, a- their animated films are connected, though. Like, some of them are connected into a cohesive story. Some of them. Um, and, like, the, the thing with that, though, um, is that, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna get to the comic books, you're going to say you're going to adapt the comic books, adapt the comic books, and don't put in different characters like uh, Justice League War uh, from Justice League that was That was disappointing, because I, I liked the comic I like the comic book. Shazam. It had, it had uh, Aquaman. It had Aquaman in the comic. Right. And Aquaman comes out has a coolest scene. That that scene animated would have been so cool with the shark coming up and attacking Darkseid. Something along that line would have been great, but we got Shazam instead. Which yeah, I don't like. I don't like Shazam, and I did I not like, like his. I movie. like him enough. I just don't. I want. I want to see the Black Adam movie because I like The Rock, and I'm I hear really The Rock has a. Film. I hear he has heavy influence in on. The Black Adam movie, and uh, he apparently he really likes that character. He apparently you know, helped write the film and helped shape uh, parts of the DC uh, the, as, as we know it now. He um, apparently he is also helpful for the Snyder Cut stuff. Oh, really? He he was a big fan of it. So uh, I, I'm from what I'm hearing, uh, if uh, if the Snyder Snyderverse is restored. On any grounds, it's because of Dwayne Johnson. I know Dwayne Johnson. I know Dwayne Johnson said he would like to fight Henry Cavill Superman. I mean, that's the best Superman. Could you imagine if they did the Injustice live action? That would be crazy. With, Hen- with Henry Cavill going evil, Superman. Or they'd have to get someone um, different to play um, this. Batman. Oh, you think you? you oh, because uh, Ben Affleck is done. I don't think that he was done. No, I, I, I just think that it's a different Batman in Injustice. You think so? Yeah, you don't, I, you don't, I don't think it would work. Like it's, I don't feel like it's uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. I feel like it was okay. more like a. I feel like if you were gonna do that film, you would choose Christian Bale as the Batman. Oh yeah, that. Was, I feel yeah, like he would be work. a good Batman for that for that story. Yeah. Anyways, back to the Suicide Squad. Right. So Har- Harley. Harley killed the president, and then she gets captured again. Right. And and then let's see. Polka. Uh, in my notes, at this point, after that, after I see this, uh, Polka Dot Man reveals everyone that he has an instrumental disease that is given by his mom. And do you think it's part of the disease that he sees everyone as his mom? I think that he's just crazy. 
He's just great. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, you, because I don't think he actually sees everybody as his mother, but, uh, if you mention his mother, he starts seeing her. Well, you if know, you like, notice at the, when they're dancing, he sees everyone he's dancing with as his mom. Hmm. No, I didn't notice that. And then at the end, he sees Starro as his mom. Right. Well, I, yeah, I know that, but, like, he didn't see him as his mother until, um, Idris Elba pointed it out. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I, but I if was, but if you watch the dance scene, scene it, if you watch the dance scene in the bar again, he, everyone he's dancing right with looks now. like his they're, looks like his mom. All, on my end, they're all at the at the table drinking. Yeah, you're about to see it. Then he's a it, when it goes cuts the dancing, you'll see uh, the transition when he's dancing, and they all look at like his mom. No, but yeah, his mom was... want what? Go ahead. You think it was all in his head? I think it was all in his head for the most part. I he think he, he had a cool power though. I liked how they entered. I liked how they used Polka Dot Man in this movie. I enjoyed how they used everybody. I think they utilized everybody pretty well in this film. I think they. I think they utilized everyone better than they did in the original film. Well, at least how the original film was 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 presented Released. to us. Yeah. Right. It was according to yeah. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Everybody looks like his mother. Yep. I didn't notice that. Um. So at at this at the point of the movie you're watching now they're at the bar looking for the thinker, and um, the army comes at this point to <laughs> to capture the uh, the Suicide Squad, oh, the and, Americans. Uh, the Americans, yes, the Americans, <clears throat> and Bloodsport, Rick Flag, and Peacemaker all purposely get captured so Ratcatcher and Polka Dot Man can get away with the thinker. Um. And at this point, uh, it's revealed that Harley's still alive to Rick, and Rick's like, "Oh, okay, we, so we can save Harley now." And uh, Which I think they kill. He's like, "Let's let's go save Harley," you know. Yeah, I, I like how they kill the guards too. Like, I Elder Elba is bringing up like the uh, death touch and stuff, and the guard is like, "Oh, that's only that's only by chance," and that and that's what and Elder Elba's like, "That's what they say." And he's like, "Who who's they?" And he's like, "Amateurs." Boom. Right, I I really like that. I thought that scene was good, but John Cena's hand, arm should be cut off at this point because he's got his hand sticking through the truck, through that little hole trying to move the truck. Don't you think his mm-hmm. arm should be cut off? Uh, I'd have to re-see the scene. It's about to come up here in a minute. There, um, Bloodsport has his arms around the thinker and he's talking to him at the bar. They they just put pulled the gun on him, so that, uh, I. I'd have to rewatch that scene myself, but uh, I do and know. Uh, so remember how they shoot out the the shoot the two drivers in the truck, and then John Cena is like bashing one of the drivers with the uh, with his arm, and then he tries to uh, steer the steering wheel uh, when the truck's coming at them, and they they go crashing down. Uh, okay, I feel yeah. like if John if feel like if John Cena's arm is through that little hole, and they're crashing down, his arm should be snapped off or something. <clears throat> Maybe, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I don't know how it actually. But I, but I get I guess they they survive because you know they have to survive because they're they're the quote unquote protagonist of this movie, right? And you know they're also making a uh, Peacemaker series, yeah. Oh, they are. Uh, like, a, like, like a like a like a prequel, like a prequel series. I think it's a sequel series. Oh yeah, yeah, because at the end he's revealed that he has to save the uh, the Earth or whatever. But he's still alive and he's still kicking. Yeah, um, but I, I think it's a prequel series. Oh, hello, and that uh, 
Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to that as well. I just don't know what the hell it's going to be about. <clears throat> so it's going to be directed by James Gunn too? Oh, yeah, definitely. James Gunn came back. He wrote and directed it all. Oh, wow. So James Gunn is pulling double duty. He's like, I'll do Marvel movies and DC movies. Uh, yeah, it was because uh, DC, not DC, Marvel kind of did him dirty. They're yeah, after like, they fired, they fired after him. They, like, oh. After they heard some shit, what might have happened, they were like, mm, "We don't want you." And then whenever they uh, saw that he, that um, DC was wanting, they were like, mm, "We'll take you back." We'll don't take you it. back. Don't do it. We'll take you back. And well, so uh, so so after they find out Harley is uh, is alive, we we cut to a scene of Harley being tortured. Uh, and she's just singing, uh, I, I, I didn't get the name of the song, but they start playing it when she escapes. Right. Uh, and, and we just get that amazing scene where she just is blasting through these Killing motherfuckers. Going, boom, 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 boom. I, I love the scene where she, uh, gets the guy in the gate and she starts bashing his face into the gate while his arm is broken on the other side. That was a really good scene. I feel like they did, um, violence with Harley pretty well, too, because, uh, like, I... I don't know. In my opinion, we don't have enough scenes of uh, women being being violent, and they can be no, just as don't. violent as men. And yes, that, that, and Harley Harley is violent in this movie. Oh, definitely. That's why another reason why I really liked her in this film is uh, I felt like she needs she needs violence to really so, help balance out her character. So when she got out of there, what where do you think she was going when she called the taxi? What do you mean? Oh, where do you think she was going when she got in the taxi? Where, she called sure. a taxi. She's like, where, 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 where was she thinking of going? She's in, she's in a foreign country, and she's a fugitive. Where was she gonna go? I'm not sure. I wish I, I but then she that up. But then she sees Bloodsport and Rick Flag, and she follows them, and she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we get that sweet scene of them like being all covert and stuff, and like we got. Someone on the third floor, and Rat Catcher's like, nobody on the third floor, and King Shark's like, bird. And and, and they start to scale the building, and then uh, Harley's like, you guys were gonna save me? Yeah, I thought that was crazy. She was, uh, I don't know, in the last film, I felt like she was more, um, more standoffish. Yeah. In this film, she was like, right, accept everybody. I I think she was directed a little... Because that's a big part of uh, movies is directing. I think right. her characters are directed a little bit better. Or maybe it was the editing from the last movie. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the direction, the editing, too, on top of everything. But Margot mm -hmm. Robbie is a good actress. I do enjoy her act acting. I, I agree. Think I'm, I, 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 I've enjoyed a lot of what she's done in movies. Like, I've ever since she came up... The the first movie I saw her in was Wolf of Wall Street, and she was really good in that movie. I saw her in the original Suicide Squad, and that was my uh, that was that was your that was your introduction to her, right? And then um, I think I, I I was watching her in uh, the the Birds of Prey film, and you know I really dug that film. I really dug uh, Birds of Prey. I was a big fan of it. Yeah, it it was an okay. I I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. I was. I think it was a great film. I feel like I, I, I really, I really enjoyed. Uh, a, 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 uh, what's his name? Ian McGregor. How do you say his name? Ian McGregor. Yeah, you, Ian McGregor. Uh, he was really good as Black Mask. I thought. I thought he was like the best part, but of course, my biggest problem with uh, DC and their villains is that they tend to kill them off. 
Yeah, that's my yeah, biggest yeah. problem with their villains is that they like, oh, they're good for this one movie. It's like, no, Black Mask is actually a lot bigger than just this. He's a lot. He, he's like awesome. a bit. He's a big gangster on Gotham. Oh, he's one of the biggest. They, he's they call like him the, the Roman for a reason. Yeah, he's 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 big. So I, I, I felt like they kind of dropped the ball on that one. But so after, so after Harley Quinn kills everyone, uh, and they ex- and she escapes uh, and meets up with the gang again, uh, they uh, they start coming up with a plan to get into Jotunheim, and they're explaining to the Thinker like, if we fail, you die. If we get found out, you die. Get us into the and building. One, yada, of, uh, yada, yada. one of Harley's um, conditions actually reflects more on the Joker. Uh, which one? The uh, if, if we find out, yeah, personalized license plates, you die. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Joker had personalized license plates in the original Suicide Squad. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I was wondering why she brought up personalized license plates. That makes sense. And uh, since uh, since Birds of Prey, she, uh, like where she she apparently kills the Joker, or kind of just uh, shows that he's done. She's done with him. You know, she kind of just. Revolts from that side of her, and I think she's just done. She with, I think comments. she's just done. I think she's just done with him. She didn't kill him, because okay. because it's revealed in the Snyder cut that Harley dies. Right. So if we're still if 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 the directors that say they're still following the Snyder cut are still following the Snyder cut, then Harley is eventually going to die. Well, Birds the of Prey was there. made during that time where they kind of uh, disregarded the Snyder cut. Oh so I'm yeah, not, I'm not 100. But I also think the DCEU is now disjointed, and they're just kind of going to start making films and not really ca- have a cohesive story between them. I feel like what they're what they're trying to do is that they're um, like I feel like this film is connected to the to the um, to the Snyder stuff, and you do okay. I feel like it is, and whenever they get around to uh, Flashpoint uh, next year, I think it'll uh, tie everything in because like. Um, you know they're gonna have multiple worlds. With uh, with they've been planning this type of thing for a minute, but they have they've just been dropping the ball on it. Um, with the writer, because like they had at least two or three writers for, uh, and directors for Flash, but everybody's bowed out besides the uh, the dude who's done who's doing it right now currently who's filming it. Um, but. Uh, they are going to be doing a multiple worlds thing. They have, they have their own multiverse. They have this, this, and this. <clears throat> and with that, they're uh, they're of course going to have um, different iteration of different characters. Uh, I'm not sure who's all going to show up in Flashpoint, but I do know we can expect uh, at least two different Batman, if not three. And then, uh, of course, we're also going to get Robert Pattinson's Batman. You know. But they're they're not all connected. Like, oh, this is happening at the same time as this on the same world. It's uh, well, Earth Prime is Henry Cavill, Superman, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and Ben Affleck's Batman. That's Earth Prime. Then Earth Two is set it up to be Robert Pattinson's Batman. So whoever, uh, whatever Earth, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman falls upon, under, um, I'm pretty sure he. He'll have his own version of everybody as well as Robert Pattinson having his own version of everybody. <clears throat> so they're going to just cast certain people and necessarily make them as different movies. But, you know, uh-huh. they're all in the same multiverse. Like, uh, this, this is okay. all happening on one Earth and this is happening on a different Earth. 
And that's the way they should have been doing it for, from the start if they wanted to have different Batman. Because they don't need one centralized Batman like Christian Bale was Batman for those films. You know, um, they could have just said that's just a different Earth, which I feel like that's what they're going for. That's just a different Earth. Uh, yeah, it, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's it's pretty interesting, but also it's it's one it's one way to cop out and say this, that these characters do and don't exist at the same time. Hmm. Because like they can they could do because like I was reading somewhere that someone said that the nightmare sequences were elsewhere stories. Right. So they could do a whole elsewhere line of movies. They could if they wanted to. I mean, I was just thinking about something like that earlier. I was like, why doesn't Snyder just do an animated film for all the rest of his Justice League? Oh, yeah, that could work. It, it, especially if you get the big-name actors to come in. Which, that's what disappointed me most about Red Sun, is that Henry Cavill said if they ever animated Red Sun, that he would voice it. And they didn't let him voice it. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I read this, like, years ago before Red Sun ever came out, that mm. Mar- that that Henry Cavill was like, yeah, if they were to ever animate Red Sun, I would totally <clears throat> voice the Superman for that movie. That's pretty interesting. They, they dropped the ball on that one, then, because that, that would have been really dope. Um, say, uh, this Suicide Squad film, I feel like it was, uh, it was more team-based than the last one. The last one, they weren't really a team. But like this one, I felt like this one had more to do with uh, being teammates and, you know, what the power of friendship and everything can do. And I felt like it was a it was a really good uh, way to separate itself from the last Suicide Squad because the last one had so much scrutiny on it. I felt like this is a, a step in the right direction because they had uh, they had a lot of good stuff in um, Birds of Prey. Like uh, that scene with and this scene that uh, Harley Quinn's killing everybody in with all the flowers and all of it. it. It's reminiscent of the same scene in Birds of Prey where she's shooting everybody with um, confetti guns. It, it's kind of like the same scene. Kind of the same thing, but like uh, slightly different because she's not uh, hit. She's not in that film. She didn't really kill anybody. In this one, she killed everybody she came across. But it was still kind of similar to that same scene she had in Birds of Prey. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So they're they're kind of sticking to a formula for their characters and like uh, wanting to uh, wanting them to be um, a certain way. They um, you know from one film to the next, you know they they kind of have similar similarities. But uh, uh, I'm 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 happy that they're doing that now. Uh, but I wish they would have started it you know a while ago because in the uh, original Suicide Squad she didn't have much of a character. She was. Um, she was kind of just there, and you know, I'm not saying yeah. she wasn't essential, but she was kind of there. She never really distinct, <laughs> didn't really have a distinct um, personality. Like, uh, yeah, now. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It, it, it's just like now she's more of a character than she was in the original Suicide Squad. Right, she has uh, more character development. And I like how they they really got her away from the Joker, because she Harley. If you watch the Harley Quinn show, she really shines on her own without the Joker. Like Joker's in that show, but he's not the main focus of the show. Right. 
and she she really branches out and becomes her own person and stuff. I like what they're what the new writers are doing with Harley Quinn compared to what when she was originally introduced into the animated series. And that's how that's what that's how I was first introduced to Harley Quinn was when I was growing up and I was watching Batman animated series. Oh yeah, because she she that's where she debuted was the animated. Series. That, that that's where yep yeah, that's where she comes from and now and she became so popular there that they made her own comic line and now she has her own show her own movie yeah she's she, main she, characters in for, films now for an original character from an animated show to get that much like hype is right. pretty amazing don't you think i agree is that they didn't because really... a lot because like I'm, I'm trying to remember if the spider-man show had any original villains that got any debut in the comic books or anything i don't think they did i think like harley quinn's the first like animated original character to get their own like set of like uh, i guess uh batman beyond he's he's his original character too yeah uh, the, the, they, ter- they wanted ter- to make they made the series and then they you know had the character afterwards uh, terry mcginnis right yeah. but he did you watch batman beyond of course loved that loved it it was uh that, how that, i really got into the batman stories that that was I, I really love Batman Beyond. Like Batman and animated series and Batman Beyond were my shit back in the day. I agree because they they used to appear on WB Kids in like in the morning before school and Saturday not Saturday mornings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Something. At the Toonami, the like Cartoon Network before before Toonami would premiere, they would play Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm animated series i would always suffer through the superman animated series because i did not like superman back in the day i kind of like superman now that i know more about him but back when i was a kid i did not like the goody two-shoe-ness of superman but i liked the grittiness of batman so i would suffer through the superman animated series to get to the batman animated series and then watch tsunami oh i didn't really watch the superman i was always the batman fan yeah it was bad superman that superman's animated series was bad I, have to I, I it. haven't re- I, I haven't re to know if it's bad now that I'm older, mm-hmm. but when I was a kid, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Uh, I would always cringe every time it would come on, like, ah, oh, Superman, ugh. Right. <clears throat> Alright, um, so we're at 53 minutes, so let's start talking about Starro. Alright, yeah, um, Starro the Conqueror, it was actually a very big, big part. In the, in the he was comic books. like he is. He was a very big. They he they made him very big in this movie. He was kaiju level size. That's the way he needed to be. That's, uh, that's how yeah. he is in the comic books. Um, they, on the, that right now the way they they're going about Starro. Starro doesn't actually exist in the modern day comic books. Uh, Batman, oh really? Batman has a piece of him in a jar. That's a, that's a, that's a Robin, isn't it? Do what? It, that Starro's a Robin. I I I I, I, I ro- watched a video on this Starro that he's a Robin. I didn't know he was a Robin. I thought he was still Jaro. No, what? he's a he's a Rob he's a Robin now. Because <clears throat> that's the last time I've seen um, Starro in the comic books was. Uh, apparently they expand they expanded on him more. He becomes Robin. <clears throat> that's neat. Um, that from, that is really cool, isn't it? From what I saw in the comic books, Batman had him in a jar and was calling him Jaro. I think they still call him Jaro, but now he, dre- he Batman made him a Robin suit. That's nice. That's nice of Batman. Yeah, 
because uh, I was watching a TikTok and they were talking about Starro and how now there's Jaro and how he became a Robin. Because the guy was breaking down. He's like, who's the best Robin? And he lists all the Robins that I knew. And he's like, it's none of them. It's Jaro. I was like, who the fuck is Jaro? <laughs> Jaro's dope. But yeah. I don't know what line it is, so I'll, I'll I'll look it up and I'll send you the line so you can read it because right. I would love to read it myself. Because uh, apparently he sacrificed. I guess he sacrifices himself for something. I'm uh, I'm glad they actually gave him the name um, Star of the Conqueror. Star of the Conqueror, and I love the way Capaldi says it too. Oh man, I, I, I Star of the Conqueror. I I, I think. I think uh, that really helps to kind of establish who the hell Star really is, because he's he's not just uh, he's not just a, a starfish, you know. He, oh, and, and and this is the part where they're attacking Jotunheim, and they're setting up all the bombs and everything. And uh, Bloodsport, Ratcatcher Two, Thinker all go downstairs to see Starro, mm-hmm. and then Peacemaker shows up and reveals. Oh wait, no it. It was Flag and Ratcatcher 2 went downstairs. Not Bloodsport, my bad. Uh, Flag and Ratcatcher 2 and Peacemaker follows through to destroy the data to show that the American people, the American government was involved with Starro and right. Colton Maltese. And Flag wants to release the 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 uh, hard drive to the press because he's like, I'm tired of being a puppet to my government. Right. And uh, how 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 do you feel about that? How, how that they uh, sprinkled in a little bit of American hatred uh, of uh, uh, into this movie? I, I don't think it was uh, not. I don't, I don't think it was not justified, especially if uh, the American did set that up and it was hurting people. Uh, I don't think it was not justified. Um, Flag was a he's a soldier. Pretty sure you remember he wasn't actually a Suicide Squad member. Yeah, he he was he was a soldier. Yeah, he was like a sergeant or something. No, he, he or wants, colonel. He wants uh, justice um, done for all the people, and not just uh, some people that they deem is uh, is right. So the he, right the right people, right? Right. But then you have Peacemaker on the other side of that. That's like I just want to have peace because that could start an international incident, and then we could have a bigger war. So oh, Peacemaker's looking at the big picture. That like if that information were to get out, there'd be a big war between like Russia, China, and America probably. I was a little upset and, that they had him fight, but I understand why they had them fight. Yeah, and, and then he kills him, and I love what Rick says. He's like peacemaker, what a joke, and then just passes dies. over and dies. <clears throat> like I'm surprised they killed Rick in this movie. I was like, holy shit! Again, like not- James. James Gunn was not afraid to kill people in this movie. Like, the first Suicide Squad, they were afraid to kill people. They only killed one person in the first Suicide Squad. Um, but this movie, really, they're like, uh, let's let's start, start killing people. It's called the Suicide Squad. They're going to die. I'm not really surprised, because I think they also wanted to separate themselves from the original Suicide Squad and still move uh-huh. forward. Which is a good way yeah. to separate yourself and move forward and uh, kind of uh, embrace the way down, boy. Embrace the past. Um, but it was, it was still very shocking to me because I didn't, exp- I mean, I already knew that you weren't, you weren't, one of the taglines for the film was don't get too attacked, you know? Yeah. So, so you knew some of them were going to die. I had a, in, I had a cognitive like decision that most of them were probably going to die. I, I already accepted that John Cena was probably going to be one to die, but knowing that he didn't actually, he actually was not one That's- to die. That's really cool that he didn't die and he's getting his own movie. Because he was a really 
he was a really good part of this movie, and I love John Cena. That's like in the I'm gonna spoil Fast and the Furious real quick. In nine, uh, like he's Dom's brother, and right. and Dom hate, and it's revealed that uh, John Cena's character killed their dad on accident. Right. Uh, so uh, that's why John Cena's not in any of the previous movies because Vin Diesel cut him out of the, cut him out of the family, and that's a big part of the Fast and Furious movies is family. And then right. John Cena is part of the family again at the end of Nine because he helps them out figure out what because John Cena's the bad guy in Nine, but he at the end of the movie he joins the team, and then Vin Diesel gives him a car. So I think in Ten, John Cena is going to be in Ten in Fast and Furious Ten. And they're gonna and they're gonna have a big like big scene with John. I think John Cena is gonna be a big part of Ten, and I, I like it because I I I like John Cena's character in Fast and the Furious. I thought he he did really well. I'm not looking forward to that. That sounds lame. I thought I, I want him to be a bad. I want Cena to play nothing but bad guys in films right now. Cause... That's the that's the thing though. Fast and the Furious, the bad guys become the good guys. It's like Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know that. Asa, Asa is the Fast and Furious guy, not me. He's not a Fast and the Furious guy. I'm making him a Fast and the Furious guy. Oh, it's your fault. Uh, he he he's got he's got three movies left. He's got three movies left, and then he's seen them all except for Hobbs and Shaw. So he's technically got four movies left. Then he's seen them all. So it's your fault. He's like this. Yes. Oh, okay. Because as soon as I got up here, I was like, "We're watching Fast and the Furious." And he's like, "Okay, we'll watch Fast and the Furious." So I showed him the first three movies and then we watched nine together and then we watched four and five after nine i'm still trying uh, to now we just gotta to watch... watch titans and he's he just said the other I, day he was gonna start watching it i i'm gonna get him to watch it because i want to watch season three but i'm gonna watch the first two seasons with him so that way we can watch season three together i was uh because season three just came out yesterday. Yeah, probably when we're done, I was gonna go ahead and watch the first two episodes until I. Uh... I I'm gonna wait till Ace has seen season one and two before I start watching it, so that way I don't. I'm not ahead of him. I uh I I, I I'm really looking forward to this uh to that season. I, I think the, I like good. the I like the idea of the Red Hood stuff. That sounds interesting. I, I'm just and Tim I'm Drake. invested. I've I've watched the first two seasons. I really liked them. Yeah, the first two seasons. We'll we'll have to do a podcast on Titans after we finish season three. Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll be and, down. And just do it full. Maybe Ace will be down for that after he watches the first two seasons and three. Just gonna take him a lot long. I've been telling him to watch it for years now. It's such a good show. Like they did really well with Titans. I think so too. I I, I really enjoy it. But um. So, anyways, back to Peacemaker. Peacemaker's about to kill Ratcatcher because he just killed Flag, mm-hmm. and Fl- Ratcatcher two got the data, and she's like, "Just destroy the data! Why do you have to kill me?" He's like, "Cause I'm thorough." And then Ildris Elba has an awesome scene where he's crashing through the floor, boom, 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 and he lands on he lands on the first floor, and he sees. Uh, Peacemaker about to shoot Ratcatcher, and they both point their guns at each other. And he goes, "Smaller bullets." I don't that like, was an awesome. I scene. feel like John Cena in this was actually. Uh, I don't think he was actually necessarily one hundred percent villain. Uh, I just feel like he was. He is more the anti-hero in this. 
He he's definitely an anti-hero. I think that's what Peacemaker. I I don't know much about Peacemaker, so I can't explain. I don't I don't know his character. I watched in the a little bit books, of him the other day. From my from my understanding, he he must be like a he must be like an anti-hero who does bad things for America. Well, Peacemaker's um his way of doing things was saying that uh the only way to actually get rid of evil is to fight it with evil, and he was actually to so uh, fight fire with. So he's a fight fire with fire type of guy, right? Christopher Smith was a um, he was a, a, a kind of like a pacifist, but he started to realize that nothing he can, nothing he was doing, and nothing that anybody was doing actually helped and worked. So um, he wanted to do something that actually worked and helped, and he thought, you know, putting on the peacemaker uh, outfit and actually killing people and hurting people who were actually doing some bad things was actually the best way to do it. Okay, so that's a bit. We got of to the end of the movie. So we got to the end of the movie now. Peacemaker got—he's not dead. It's revealed that he's gonna, uh, James tells me he's gonna have his own movie, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and the Suicide Squad kills Starro because Starro escapes from the Jotunheim after they blow it up, and Starro starts trying to conquer Cult of Maltese, which was kind of weird. Which I thought, because when they when Flag and Ratcatcher were downstairs, they're like, "Are you going to help us from this man?" And I thought Star was going to be like a like uh, kind of a nice type of thing. Then it's just like, "I'm just going to take over the city." I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then we get the Suicide Squad versus Starro the Conqueror. Right. I thought that was a and, really good uh, fight. Yeah, it was really cool because uh, I, I like how uh, uh, Polka Dot Man sees his mom and uh, how Elizabeth's character is like, it's your mom up there. And he's like, oh my god. And he just whoosh, takes out Starro's leg and then Starro just smashes Polka Dot Man. Well, I was really sad that Polka Dot Man died. I liked Polka Dot Man. Yeah, I really enjoyed I thought he was. I thought he, I thought he was going to make it. I thought he was going to make it, but he didn't. I, I I think the, the how they had Polka Dot Man was pretty awesome, and that's like uh, he was he was a more essential to the story than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be the one to buy. Yeah, for... I thought I thought he's going to be a joke character. Same, uh, and they took him pretty pretty hardcore. I think every every character in this they they basically said uh, is going to be a bit hardcore, except for Michael Rooker's character. Yeah, he just runs away like a pussy. Right, but everybody else in this is pretty damn like they they give him a good good a bit of character uh, information and they actually make you care about it. I'm like uh, right now on the screen is the the, the peacemaker versus Rick Flag fight. <sighs> it's a good fight too. It's a good fight. Oh, it's a great fight. Again, uh, throughout this entire thing, I thought they were going to kill peacemaker, so I'm sitting there like, "Damn it, I don't want this to happen. I don't want And, and they end up killing Rick instead. Ah, uh, that's so crazy. I didn't expect that either, but I wasn't also not. I was. I was not rooting for either of them. I was kind of like, you know, let something happen where uh, you both end up not dying. Because I was. I was. I'm a fan of Rick Flag in this. Uh, then again, I, I like Joel. Yeah, he, he. Rick Flag was really. Uh, Rick Flag was really good in this movie. I liked him in this movie. Compared way better than, than compared to his character in the first movie. I, agree. I think they rewrote his character. I think they rewrote his character a lot more likable. But I, I think that's what James Gunn does well when he's writing, is he can write likable characters. I think he writes... And, Wall, and Waller, and the, Waller in this movie was vicious. The, you know, the funny thing is, in the other movies that she was in, um, 
because she was in a bit of um what no she was only in suicide squad i guess but uh whenever you see yeah, her in Su- suicide squad i feel like it's two different characters i feel like in uh, the original she's more calm and uh, no in this one in this one because like the scene where uh Bloodsport's about to kill her, and she's like, "Stand down, everyone!" And I was like, "Man, she's got some balls." Well, they call her the Wall. That's her. That's her nickname, and I feel like Viola yeah, Davis Wall- really Waller. plays that. She, plays the Wall. But, Viola Davis is a great choice for Waller, because like when I when I first saw the casting for Waller, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that, because I was used to the uh, the uh, Justice League Unlimited Waller, mm-hmm. where she's uh, she's kind of heavy set. So uh, that so I was like, she's not this wall. Viola Davis isn't heavy set, so she's not gonna have that same like gumption, uh, gumption that that um that that Waller had. But she she Viola Davis in this movie, she brings that Waller in. She's like, yeah, this is the Waller that we want to see. Right. So I hope to see her in more. I hope to see her like go against the uh, Justice League in uh. Because she's kind of a villain towards the Justice League sometimes, too. I feel like uh, I, I feel like Viola Davis's performance in this was a little bit more different. I feel like she was more um, um, angry. I felt like she had more emotion than she did in the last um, last film that she was in. She was more, she was more uh, content in the first movie. Yeah, she was intense. She's more laid. She was more and she was more laid back in the. In this one, she was definitely intense. She was she was more um, uh, matter of fact, and she, I don't know. I think she was a bit more evil in this. She wanted she wanted stuff done now, not like later. And I felt like she was, I felt like she was uh, very pushy in this, which is it's not wrong at all. I just felt like her character is different in this movie compared to the last film that she was in. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just because they had different writers, and that's how any movie's gonna be if you have different writers that don't. Like they're like this character would be better like this because this is more of her comic book persona than the original Suicide Squad. Was. I agree. I, I I think she. I think so. That, this is I, I how think she needs to be in, in any film. I does. think they took. I feel like they took more inspiration from the comic book for this movie than they did for the original movie. Oh, definitely. Um, James Gunn was actually reading uh, John Ostrander's um, Suicide Squad run, which is from like the eighties. That, that's that's what I, that's what I like about James Gunn is he actually reads the source material, and he he gets involved. In he it. was a big fan. Like he he was he tweeted out a bunch of pictures of um, of his uh, research that he was doing for this film, and it was a, it was heavily based on John Ostrander's Suicide Squad run. I and, uh, I'm excited to see a, I'm excited to see a sequel to this movie. I hope they do a, something of a sequel. I hope they decide that, that that's what the DC um, DCEU needs. Because this this spiritual success, successor movie to the first one was a right step in the right direction for DC. <laughs> especially if they start, especially if they start letting their directors do what they want to do. Uh huh. Then it's because like look at Joker. They they let the David who 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 directed Joker. They what what now? I'm sorry. Who directed the Joker movie? Uh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. They let Todd Phillips do what he wanted to do, and that movie made made over a billion dollars. I mean, uh, on a on a small budget too. It wasn't a big budget film. Yeah. So they so DC was like, okay, so if we let our directors do this with this type of budget, we they can probably make big, some money. They got a big return for that film because 
again, they had a smaller budget they, for them. For it COVID. was basically it was basically an indie movie that made a billion dollars. I don't, I don't know the even though even though it had had a Joker in it and stuff. Like I guess that's not really indie since it's, it has Warner Brothers behind it, but it still was, it was it had an indie, indie budget. It was it wasn't. Um, they had like a few big names, and it was. Um, yeah, I would say it was more of an indie and film. What, than it was. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix does do passion projects. Right. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we, we come to the end. Starro dies because Ratcatcher sends all her rats into Starro's eye. Harley Quinn steps Javelin into there and she has this cool, like, water sequence. King Shark is, like, eating at Jar uh, at uh, Starro. Uh, Polka Dot Man dies. Uh, Ildris Elba's character does nothing and just hides under rats. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was kind of goofy. I mean, then again, he couldn't really do anything. Was... Yeah, because all the rats were there, and he's afraid of rats. And then we get that scene at the end where he's petting uh, Rupert. Is that the rat's name? Or Sebastian. 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 Where he's petting Sebastian, and he's like, and he gets kind of calm. Uh, so that so that's the end of the movie. Then we get Weasel. Then we get the end credit scene with uh, Peacemaker coming back. They're like, he's going to save the world. And then we get the end credit scene after the credits. Uh, with Weasel running in Corto Maltese, mm. waking up from the beach. Uh, so overall, I thought it was a really good movie. I would give it like a five stars out of five, or four four point five stars out of five. Yeah, was, I thought it was well written, well directed, well acted. I think it was. It, it was well shot seriously. too. The editing was really good. It, the movie took itself seriously. And, uh, not too seriously, though. I don't think it took itself too seriously, oh, but yeah, just serious enough. That's true. I agree. It, 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 I think that's another thing that we needed in, the, in a DC film is that it had uh, it had some real stakes and that it had some real stuff going on that you could actually feel like it was a threat. Um, and uh, I feel like, for the most part, uh, the last Suicide Squad film had uh, had very convoluted... Um, background i mean it was supposed to be and, and also this threat made sense why superman doesn't show up right right because for one he's in the icu do you think he was still in the icu during this time like no i during feel like Star um, and i feel like that the icu thing had already happened and okay i feel like it already happened in past so i don't feel like it was um it was something that was currently going on but I do feel like okay. that uh, it was very important to hear why um, Superman couldn't show up or didn't show up. Because for one, it was in Corto Maltese, so it was out of America, where Superman is. So, and you're not gonna have Wonder Woman showing up to Corto Maltese either, because it's a foreign country and everything. Uh, I, I, so it made sense that like none of the heroes of, of the DC kind of kept under wraps, and this is one of the. Like uh, Suicide Squad is supposed to be about secret missions that you're not supposed yeah to know secret of. missions things you're not supposed to know of and that they keep um, well hidden and so like I feel like uh, I feel like they, maybe later on you'll hear um, of this of this incident coming up but it's not going to be you're not going to hear like like detailed information about it. Well, remember at the end how there was like news reports of it, like how Escape Convicts helps defeat uh, Save Coast Maltese right. and everything, blah 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 blah. Because that was all that those news reports were all over America and all that. Right. Well, so, you're not going to hear yeah. why. So I think it. I think this might have effects in a future DC universe movies. I maybe. Agree. 
I'm not sure. I hope it does. I, I read I, now. I read something disappointing somewhere that apparently this might be the last time Margot Robbie is playing um, uh, uh, Harley Quinn. Did you read that too? I have not, and I uh, that would be big news on uh, on any end because she has the most, in my opinion, she has the most appearances as the same character in more DC movies than almost everybody else. Besides, you know. Henry Cavill as Superman. He's got like three films, but like Harley Quinn is not super powered. Yeah. So she wouldn't. I hope. I hope she's not done because I really enjoy Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn. I I kind of hope they bring a lot of these um, folks back for another film. You know, I, I don't think they need to have Elder Elba for sure. Elder Elba for sure. I agree. I feel like his character was. And, really and there's. And there's still an opening. For Will Smith to come back as Deadshot, definitely, I would love that because he was he he was not he was not replaced. And yeah, he was just. I'm glad about that too. Because uh, I I didn't want to see Blood, somebody Bloodsport, else come back and play him. Bloodsport was not Deadshot. He was his own character. Yeah, he's. This is the best part about it too is that he wasn't playing Deadshot. He was playing a whole different character, and he played that character pretty damn well. It, it, it was definitely way different from Deadshot, so it, it worked. It really worked. Right. So that's been the Cool Beans podcast talking about the Suicide Squad. James, do you have anything else to say for the last bit? If you haven't seen it, I would recommend you not listen to this podcast until after. But <laughs> even though we all we should have said spoiler warning at the beginning. Uh, we were talking maybe I'll put a little cold open. Uh, maybe thing. maybe I'll put a little cold opening at the beginning. That's we'll say this is a spoiler. But um, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, and do you feel like you need to go see it? And if you can, you're safe, and uh, you got. Great uh, COVID-19 um, restrictions. If you can go see the movie safely in theaters, do it. it. It's one of those films that deserves it. If you can't see it in the theaters, get HBO Max. It's on there. So Definitely. that's how I watched it. How did you watch it? Did you watch it in theaters? HBO Max. HBO Max, okay. Yeah. I think I might see this in theaters. I might get a ticket to see this in theaters. I want to go see it in theaters. I know that. I, I would I would love to see this. Because I, I, I would love to see Starro on the big screen. Oh, definitely. Same. I think it, I think it deserves that. Well, that's been the Cool Beans Podcast with your host, Tyler, and my co-host, uh, James. You all have a great day.